Man, let's just let's just jump into it, man. Welcome to La Ventanita Podcast. This is episode numero cuatro. Episode four. Is it episode? For our non-Spanish speaking audience. <laughs> it is, it is. Josh, how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm I'm really excited to be recording this episode. Um, and I always get excited to get a chance to connect, um, you know, catch up on things, but also the continual opportunity we have to work together, man, to collaborate. So this Most is fun. Most definitely. I do want to let everybody know two, two things. So one, we're recording live from the Mandel, I think I'm saying that right, the Mandel Public Library in downtown West Palm Beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been so gracious enough to allow me to use their booth this morning but then also, man, we want to remind all of our listeners that La Ventanita podcast is a podcast where we give away food for thought. And in this mm-hmm. first season, we're talking about my church planting journey alongside our core team on the south side, south end of West Palm Beach. Um, but then also, second thing I want to mention is that this podcast is powered by World Outspoken. Um, go check mm-hmm. out worldoutspoken.com. Um, for just uh, so many, so many, so much good content uh, that will shape the mind and shape the church if you let it That's shape right. your mind. That's right. So we're we're jumping right into uh, one of our favorite segments, La Plena. Yeah. So we keep it real. Um, and we've had a lot of these conversations, right? Uh, you you come across people. You're meeting new people meeting new faces learning new names um, whether it's uh, around where you live or at the ventanita getting food um, it, you you told me that you get this question quite often which is what do you do all day as a pastor as a church planter um, so we want to know from for the listeners man why do you think you keep getting that question mm-hmm yeah, so so one is I, I think it's genuine ignorance, and I don't mean that in a in a in a way. I'm not like dissing nobody. I'm just saying, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in in the truest sense of the word, ignorant. Like people just don't know, right? Right. Yep. And then also, man, I think I get that question often uh, because there's a sense that pastors and or churches don't really get involved in the community unless mm. it's like evangelism or telling mm-hmm. people about Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And I think because people don't notice that either because it's not there or because they're just not aware. Uh-huh. People really just want to know in a real way like yo, what does a pastor do all day for real? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I would say I would say that that that's Man. why I keep getting that question. At yeah. least when when I talk to people, it seems like that's the mm-hmm. angle that they're coming from. Right. Where do you think they keep, they get these ideas or perceptions or even misconceptions about pastors from? Music videos, mm-hmm. like like you right when you, at least in my neighborhood, right, like a lot of people listen to hip hop. When you see like yeah. a pastor or a church represented, it's usually like. <laughs> Like they're trying to portray a certain image, usually not good, um, but I think mm-hmm. that does mm-hmm. shape the way people think about 
who pastors are and what they do. Um, but there's other forms besides music, like there's other forms of media that portray pastors or priests um, mm-hmm. a certain way. So, so yeah, I would say that. Yeah, man. I, I, I would agree 100% that whether it's like movies, music videos, reality TV shows. Mm. Do you um, watch the Kardashians? Like, no, I don't watch the Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. Neither do I. But um, I, Ka- I Kanye that wasn't uh, Kanye on. Wait, oh, just pull it back a little bit. Wasn't Kanye on the Kardashians at at one point? I think he was on at at one point. Was Sunday no. service ever? I don't know if that was something that's ever covered on the episodes. I'm not an avid watcher, so <laughs> okay. I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> okay, because I, I, yeah, if if it was, I wonder. If, yeah, yeah, that that's where a lot of people get in popular culture their perceptions yeah. of the church. No, but Anyways. there there is a there is a reality TV show that follows these celebrity pastors and preachers. I don't remember. I think it's on BET. I oh, don't okay. Exactly what the show is called, but I'm have yeah, to man. check that out. So, and that that actually leads to what I wanted to like talk about. It seems like people get these caricatures. Con- uh, perceptions or misconceptions talk about that talk. pastors because of you know because of the way that pastors and preachers are often represented whether it's in tv shows movies music videos um but i say all that to say i think there there is an exposure to people about who the pastor is and what they do right mm. so maybe as part of La Plena, can you debunk that for us? What is the role of a pastor? Mm. I think I think if we're going to talk about the role, I think we need to actually go to square one and say, what is a pastor? Mm-hmm. Right. And who defines that? Uh, yeah. the, the Bible ultimately defines what a pastor is. Um, mm-hmm. So so what does the Bible say? If, if you were to read uh, a, a letter in the Bible called First Timothy, you go to chapter mm-hmm. three, verse one. Um, you see this word there in verse one, um, uh, overseer or bishop, and it's uh, it's translated from from the Greek word episkopos. I think I'm saying that right. I don't know, Josh. Mm-hmm. You're you're the Greek scholar and took Greek. No, no, no. Okay, I don't <laughs> but know. But I, I I know you're saying it right though. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm just making sure. And 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 those terms, bishop and overseer, are, are correlate to the word pastor. Um, or, or the office of leader in in a local church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so through that, I mean, if if you just look at the way pastors look, uh, function throughout the, the the New Testament, what you would notice is uh, one the the primary responsibility is to care for the local church, primarily through mm-hmm. teaching. Right. If you yep. just read the Book of Acts or read um, mm-hmm. different letters in the New Testament, that's what you see pastors Mm -hmm. doing or being instructed to do right so teaching uh, they're also guarding uh people Mm -hmm. from 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 false or wrong ideologies and and philosophies um and and they're also equipping people uh to to do good work in the world like if you were to Mm -hmm. read uh, for, uh, what is it? Yeah, First Timothy chapter three, verse sixteen. It talks of uh, the apostle Paul, who was a missionary in the first century. He's talking to his his protege Timothy, and yeah. and 
And there he, he basically says all scripture is is profitable. He, first he says God breathed. Then he says it's profitable for teaching. Yeah. Right. And then he ends and then he ends that uh, verse 17 saying that it's profitable for teaching and a list of other things. And then he says, so that the messenger or the man of God in this context mm-hmm. is the messenger of God can be equipped for every good work. Right. So there yeah. the Apostle Paul is not is not just saying that the pastoral role is is to just teach and guard, mm-hmm. but it's also to equip people to do every, every good work in right. the cosmos. Yeah. Man, speaking of that every good role, you said something earlier um, that I do want to lean into a little bit more. You said that it seems like pastors don't really get involved into their community unless it's, you know, regarding evangelism. Mm. So just to kind of... Un- I guess preface before my question, it seems like a lot of times the role of the pastor, when they look at a preacher or a pastor, it's within the four walls of the church. Yeah. And never really, if, if there's ever any sort of thing outside of the building, it's always like, you know, something related to evangelism or you maybe even like house visits, but it's rarely things involving community engagement. So I wonder, is there, is there, and maybe, I guess this is a two-part question. I'll ask this first one and then hear your answer and then I can ask the next one. Um, but is there room, f- what, what does that look like for a pastor to be involved in the community? That's not, sp- maybe not really just geared towards evangelism. What does that look like? Yeah. Outside of evangelism, I, I think, I think going back to that verse, equipping people to do mm-hmm. every good work in the spheres of influence that they that they exist in I, I think that's the probably the primary role right like yeah. like i'm not a doctor i'm not i don't know an entrepreneur in, in terms of like starting a business but there are people you know who are part of local churches that are right so mm-hmm. i think one we we should be equipping people as pastors to do good work in those spheres because we're not there in light of biblical conviction. So I think I think mm-hmm. that's a good starting place. Um, but then also, and, and tell me if I'm if I'm kind of rearing veering off your 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 original question. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think what it looks like for for pastors to do community engagement um, mm-hmm. is. Is one, I think, first identifying the the, the broken things in a community, mm-hmm. right? Um, it from a from a biblical perspective, so identifying that, and then secondly, it's not just equipping people, but also organizing the church in such a way to address mm-hmm. those very issues. Yeah. Right. Organizing and yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe that's a trigger word for some people, but I think it goes back to yeah to equipping equipping uh-huh. people for every good work. People could disagree right. with me on that, but yeah, I think organizing as a pastor to mm-hmm. to to fix those broken things or those broken walls, if you want to use mm-hmm. Nehemiah from the Old Testament kind of language, right? Like I think right. I think it's part of equipping. Yeah. No, that that's actually really helpful to to clarifying that. And 
you said something that I do want to lean in on, especially the the what you said the trigger word was organizing the church, right? Um I think nowadays depending what your your background is or where you're at or I guess another trigger word to like where you find your camp in mm-hmm. um you know it's this in, is this question of the church's involvement with social justice mm-hmm. right um for a long time I know especially when it comes to social justice like I've heard that the church shouldn't really get involved with politics or anything if there's any sort of social justice kind of involvement, it's feeding the homeless and that's it. Mm. But there's, it's, you know, we, it seems like there's a larger outcry from the world and from the community that the church should be involved in this. Like the church should be engaged with it. And I know we've had these conversations a lot in the past of, um, that role looks different within the Latino church. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, right? Um, but it seems like there's an actual, this is a conviction of the Latino church um, to be involved with social justice. Can you speak into that a little bit? Yeah. Okay. So, so I would say, number one, there are many Latino churches who actually run away from social justice. For 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 a plethora of reasons, maybe that's a different topic for a different podcast. Um, but I yeah I I think sometimes we can romanticize even the Latino church and their involvement in social justice. I would even say, as of this week, I was talking to to one of my boys um, here in West Palm Beach, and we were talking about how how many times the the, the Latino church is so disconnected. <laughs> Uh, and, mm. and, and, and intentionally runs away from social justice yeah. for various reasons. Um, but when it does, it seems like we were talking about it, it's it's more from like younger generation or mm. younger generations that are coming up. Right. They're mm. they're having they're they're having to wrestle with these questions. Mm. I think personally, I don't want to get caught up in, in terminology Um you know, do you believe in social justice? Should we do social justice? Like, I think I think that conversation is more nuanced, and I think I think we should. For me personally, I would rather have that conversation with somebody one on one. But what I would say is this: in the Bible, there's this concept called shalom, mm-hmm. shalom or peace, and and it's not just like a peace like tranquility. It's like a peace where broken things are made whole. Okay, that's a biblical mm-hmm. concept that yeah. you see yeah. attached to that is this emphasis in the Bible of justice and righteousness. I believe mm-hmm. that, that God intends in his mission to make things whole. Mm-hmm. Right. I believe that the church being God's representatives here on the world, being God's instrument here on the world, mm-hmm. we are called to practice shalom, or we're called to make broken things whole, not just in our personal lives. Yeah. And you can't mm-hmm. make things whole in the way that God calls you to unless yep. you're personally in right relationship with God by faith mm-hmm. in Jesus, right? Like, 
while I, while I believe that, I believe that we are restored in order to be restorers collectively, mm. not just individually. Yeah. So I don't know. I know that was that was kind of long, but but I would say, yeah. Like I don't want to get caught up with the with the social justice thing right now. I, I just think, mm-hmm. like, like if 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 making things whole is 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 social justice, let's talk. If it's not that, then then maybe maybe we need to talk through like what. What do we mean by social justice? So that's what the light West Palm Beach is trying to do is is yeah. is participating with God and making things whole. Yeah. Now that uh, I love that you're making that connection between, you know, est- or, or continuing to establish shalom, and you're not divorcing that from uh, being involved in the community. I'm reminded of actually in Luke four, you know, when Jesus is in the temple he 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 opens a scroll uh reading from the prophet isaiah i have it pulled up here and he says the spirit of the lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor he has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed to proclaim the year of the lord's favor and then he it says that he rolled up the scroll gave it back sat down and he said to them today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing um so it goes to show that we're continuing the ministry of jesus and that his work was to um bring that shalom in his salvific work and it's not just a it's not just spiritual salvation or spiritual freedom you know it's something that would be uh established and practiced even physically Right, where well, we want to see broken things made whole. Right, and and I would say that behind everything in the physical or in the natural, yeah, come on, it's spiritual. <laughs> That's right. Right. Yes, so sir. so so if things are spiritual, and the primary task of a pastor, mm-hmm. I believe, is to mm-hmm. care for the spiritual spiritual condition of of the world. Uh huh. Right. Then, then that's that 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 doesn't just that. How do I say this? That just doesn't apply to individual pastoral care of people spiritually right, speaking. Right. I think. Right. Because behind everything we see in the physical is spiritual. I think that as that's pastors right. we're called to engage uh-huh. those uh-huh. physical realities that have a spiritual backing. That's right. The physical <laughs> and the spiritual. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, you can't deal with your situation in the physical. Come on. You don't go to the spiritual. That's right. See, you disconnected <laughs> on the streets because you've been disconnected in the word at 6 a.m. Wow. in the morning. And if you wow. were nah, nah, let me stop. Let me wow. stop. Wow. Let me stop. I'm we're just, gonna we're I'm gonna just have playing. an altar call for people <laughs> at the end of this episode. We need our <laughs> we need our keyboard player to come up and <laughs> play us some some background music as we have the altar call. <laughs> so man. We're going to jump right into Evos now. Um, so you as a church planter, you're on you're on the ground um, making these connections. Um, 
you're, you're meeting new people. How do you organize your day as a church planter? Mm. Just in light of all the things that we talked about, understanding the role of a pastor, knowing that you have all these different responsibilities as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so one, just like anybody else, I think of my work in terms of 40, 40 hour work week. And by everybody else, I mean in North America, I think. Right? I don't know how it is in other nations. Mm-hmm. So I, I try to think of my, my actual vocation in terms of a 40-hour work week. And I designate it, I designate a lot times for four different things within those mm-hmm. 40 hours. So one is is teaching prep, right? Like mm-hmm. my, my primary task as a shepherd is is to teach and to pray, right? And mm-hmm. and it's not just on a platform doing that always. It's it's for it's sometimes even or mostly even in individually, just walking with people, teaching them the word, yeah. praying for them um individually. But it's also there's also a collective aspect to that. So teaching prep is a big part of my forty weeks. Um people and in prayer work. I said that before. Um so I had a lot of time in my forty hour work week to do that. Um, and you know, prayer, you need to be organized. I believe, um, you need to organize your prayer list, right? Cause as a pastor, mm-hmm. you get, you get a ton, tons of texts to just pray for different things. Yeah. Right. And different people mm-hmm. in different situations. So you got to organize your time around that and you got to spend time, not just praying for those people, but with those people, counseling them, yeah. those kinds yeah. of things. Um, the third thing that I do is administration, administrative task, organizing task, mm-hmm. um, organizing meetings with people, legal stuff. And then finally, yeah. within those 40-hour work weeks is uh, evangelistic outreach, right? Mm-hmm. So this is where we, we're doing things like community development that I need to organize. Um, and uh, there, there's an aspect of, yeah, we, we need to be out there telling people about Jesus. So yep. as a yep. church planter, Right. Like like those are the that's the way I'm thinking about my week. And I usually allot four hours for each of those things when I'm doing them. It's Mm. four hour time blocks. I try to. Man. Yeah. Yeah. And I imagine it can. I mean, you you have those schedules blocked off and you're trying to your best to guard your time. And I imagine that sometimes things happen where you have to call audibles. You know, you have to change things up in your schedule. Um, but you're also a husband yeah. and you're also a father. So where does your family fit in all of this? So, so first I don't, I don't make my schedule outside of the voice of my wife. Mm. Like, like my schedule isn't happening mm-hmm. unless my wife approves of it. Mm. Okay. Um, so I, I think that's first. And then when I say schedule, I mean my work week schedule. Yeah. Right? Like yeah, yeah. for me, I, I try to organize my work week around our family rhythm. Mm. Things like getting into the word with our family uh, as mm-hmm. a family, uh, things like date night. Right? Like, mm-hmm. like my work week takes second place to those things, to, to, to my mm-hmm. family, my wife and my daughter. Yeah. Um so so I make decisions around that. Uh, but then mm-hmm. then then also like when we agree 
to something mm-hmm. like my wife and I, we try to do our best to really keep those boundaries. So like, yeah. meaning like, unless it's like an emergency or mm-hmm. like she really, really needs me for something or we need to switch something up um, that just can't be switched up. Like, and this is kudos to my wife. My wife does the best job of trying to make sure that I grind it out within that 40 hour work week as much as possible. Yeah. Man, shout out to Helica for all the work that she does for holding you down, man. Come on. You you have a time blocked out for people. Yeah. Um I do want to ask this question, this last question before we wrap up our time together. Um Let me let me try to think how I want to ask this question. Well, let me let me preface it by saying this. Um, growing up, it seemed like the role of the senior pastor, at least the perception of it for me growing up, was that it's a very kind of like lonely, isolated mm-hmm. role where you know the senior pastor really doesn't have anybody to like that they can really fellowship and have community with in the sense of like they don't have friends that they can truly take their pastor hat off and be themselves yeah you know safe people that they can be around um do you have time set aside in your schedule for that and do you have people that you can be jeremy with without having to think you know, or be church planter, pastor Jeremy. Yeah. Bishop Jeremy. Yeah, man. So so to the last question, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like I, I do have friends, pastors and not pastors who I could just be Jeremy with. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's healthy. Um in terms of where do I fit in in terms of my own personal schedule, I would mm-hmm. say that I fit it in um, usually in that people slash prayer bracket if it's going to be during my actual work week, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so so even right now, I was just talking to my, my uh, church planting coach, and that's what he does. He just checks up on me spiritually, checks mm-hmm. on my family, how am I doing, how am I dealing with sin, those kinds of things, and we meet every other week. And I, I try to make that, like, part of my work week, yep. right? If you, if you want to call it personal development, maybe, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, but then, yeah, man, the, then outside of my work week, I mean, there's times where I'm just, I just need to chill around people who understand the work that I'm doing, right, without an agenda to talk <laughs> about the work that we're doing, but because we're doing the same work. It just naturally just comes out yeah. too. So yeah, that's, that's yeah. how I, yeah. that's how I do what, what do you think about that? No, I, I appreciate you sharing that. Cause for me, what I hear when you say that is that the, like the life of a pastor doesn't have to be in isolation. Kind of like what we talked about in the previous episode. Yeah. Um, Like you don't have to go through, leading a church, pastoring your church by yourself. Like there's a, a camaraderie, there's a community of people that you can surround yourself with. Um, not for just the sake of like 
man, I can't believe this is happening kind of stuff. But to, you know, find people who will encourage you and to stir your faith so that you can keep going in ministry so you're not burning out. So it's for me, like when I hear you say that, um, I guess it gives me this assurance that, you know, whenever the Lord decides to call me to to pastor, like to lead somewhere as a lead pastor, hopefully, like prayerfully, um, that I'm not going to be alone. Like I can I can call on people if I'm ever struggling with anything, if I ever feel like I need help with anything, if I, you know, need prayer support. Like I can reach out to these people and I can have that time too because you know, I know for myself I need, I need people in my life. Can I just say one more thing? I think this is where it's important to, I guess, look at the Bible and how the Bible shows how God works. Mm-hmm. Like what's God's schedule if we could ever make one <laughs> based on what yeah. we see in the Bible, I think, I think it's just important to, 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 yeah, just see, just, just look at that. And then, um, in Christ, try to model some sort of pattern mm. after that, you know? And, yep. and I think if, if, if we model ourselves after God, yep. empowered by mm-hmm. God's work in our lives and the way he's nourishing our lives. Mm. I think I think even when we're imperfect and and we struggle to keep a work schedule, mm. I think I think God will be gracious and and God yeah. will cr- either correct us or or give us discernment on how to reorient ourselves. So, yeah. I don't know. Well, I'm convicted now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> So I thank you for that, man. Just be, because, yeah, we it's pretty evident in Scripture that God's just, I mean, he'll, he'll work spontaneously for sure, but it's never anything outside of what he has ordained and what he's ordered. Right. right? We're just tapping in. Exactly. It, I, I, man, look, this could be a whole different conversation, but I'll say this. I'll just say this. Look. Many times when uh-huh. I'm overworking uh-huh. or underworking, mm-hmm. it's because I'm not tapping into my personal relationship with God, which is where we should be oriented for mm. our, our, not only our lives, but also our work. Right. Or it's because I'm trying to compensate or trying to prove myself when I'm mm. overworking. Yeah. Right. Or I'm discouraged. Yeah. Because I can't prove myself and I'm I'm now I'm underworking and depressed. Like Yeah. Like so so man, can I just say one more thing? I'm not saying like the Bible says because God did it this way or we see like you have to do it this way. But the Bible does right. show when God created the world. Uh-huh. Right? A God uh he the first three days he formed the world. The, the second three days, he filled it, mm-hmm. cultivated it, right? Mm-hmm. And then on the seventh day, he rested. Mm-hmm. So I think I think at the very least, we mm-hmm. can see that there's a time to organize yeah. work, 
And then there's mm-hmm. other times to, de- to, to develop what we organized in mm-hmm. Jesus' name, like mm-hmm. leadership development, like right. preparing to teach, yep. like being yep. with people, right? There's, there's a time to do that. And then there's also a time to rest. That's right. Chill man. and yeah. enjoy. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, man. So, I think this is a great time, man, to pause our ventanita, our ventanita experience. Um, tell us, man, where can we find out more information about the Light West Palm Beach? So, I'm really excited you're hearing it first on La Ventanita podcast. Yes, sir. And you can check out our website. We 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 recently developed a website and it's www.thelight WPB.com and it's not D L D E L I G H T. Some people uh-huh. they hear that. It's T H E L I G H T W P B dot com. And there you can find out ways that you can get involved. Mm-hmm. Um and, and, and all that jazz. We need we need some of those sound effects, you know, like the horn where you go. We do, we do, man. We're gonna find a way to install that. Come on. <laughs> You can also email us at laventanitapodcast at gmail.com for any questions or comments about this show. And again, as always, um, we would love to encourage you to check out uh, some of the resources available at worldoutspoken.com. Yeah. And they should check out the mixtape. Mixtape. Shout out. Shout out. Check that out. They dissect film and entertainment mm-hmm. and yeah how that might shape the mind as mm-hmm. we said in the beginning yeah man i had a chance to listen to that last episode about um it's titled powerhouse polynesians so it's dwayne the rock johnson mm-hmm. and jason momoa um some cool things being talked about in that episode so check it encourage out encourage y'all to go over there and check it out yeah no doubt, man. Well, Josh, I think this is a good way to say we should probably get back to work. Or we're working. We are working. Maybe we should. We're also resting. Come as on. Well. <laughs> See, you, there's no rest. Uh huh. If you're not with your best friend. Oh. Yes, sir. Sometimes we're going you need back to, to that just, bro, stuff, bro. You just need to <laughs> release your chest. From what? the stress, or else you'll digress <laughs> and not progress. Hey, you're in that booth, man. You spin bars. We should we should be hitting record. Put a track over that, bro. Don't 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 tempt me, bro. Because a lot of rappers be playing themselves when they're around me. Nah, just like, oh, you about to spit a diss track in there. <laughs> Anyways, man. God bless you, man. That's all the time. Yeah. God bless.